Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome everyone to Stoppage Time. We are in the middle of our SEC schedule. Auburn is faring well up until this point, starting off in an easy part of the schedule. But, you know, it's good to see Auburn faring well. I'm one of your hosts here, Drew Hooper on Stoppage Time. With me is Peter Green. How are you feeling so far, Peter? Feeling good, man. Uh, we just, we've been cruising in SEC play. We were a little wary going in, uh, coming out of non-conference, kind of a rocky slate there, but we're looking pretty good with one loss right now in the SEC, and we got a win to talk about tonight, Drew. Yeah, we do, and it was really good. Got a good win at home against LSU, and we'll break that down in a second. And, you know, I think it shows we, we had those clips from Coach Hoppe there at the end of regular season play, and she talked about all the lessons that they learned. And I think so far we're seeing them carry that into SEC play, don't you think? We look like a new and improved team, and I'm not just saying that to, to throw something out. We really do look like a new team. Our 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 back line looks so much better. Uh, offensively, I think we should we could score more goals, but we're at least putting things together better. We're looking better offensively. We're looking cohesive, I guess I should say. So uh, we really do look like a new team, and, and I think that's really important for what we're about to face in our SEC slate. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be good going forward to get our feet underneath us, and especially after the victory that we had this weekend. I thought we did really well. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of SEC play. It's not going to be easy, but I think Auburn's going to fare a little bit better than the seventh that they predicted at the beginning of the season for Auburn. So how did we do against LSU? I know we've already mentioned that we won, but what happened during the game? We did. We played at the Auburn Soccer Complex, and we came out with a 2-0 win. In the 30th minute, Alyssa Melanson beat her defender on the corner to bend the ball in for the 1-0 lead. Bree Folds had the assist on that goal. In the 78th minute, Corey Loxley likewise beat her defender and snags the 2-0 lead. Caroline Peterson and Jesse Giroux with the assist on that goal. And we were 2-0 in final time, Auburn victory. Auburn had 11 shots, 4 on goal. LSU has 6 shots, 3 on goal. And uh, LSU actually committed 18 fouls in this match, Drew. We talked about it last week, how they have given up a lot of corners, a lot of set pieces. And I, and I talked about how that felt like that was going to work in Auburn's favor because even when we weren't clicking offensively early on in the season, we were scoring off of set pieces. And we didn't see set pieces. We did see a lot of fouls, uh, but we didn't see any set piece goals. Uh, we were able to manufacture goals, and we looked really good doing it. Uh, also, Kate Hart had three saves. Uh, I want to talk about Kate Hart, first of all, Drew. Uh, this would have been a loss for Auburn if not for Kate Hart. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought herself and the defense, I don't know if that's proper grammar. Clint's got me super self-conscious today. But 
I, I think watching Kate Hart play and watching the defense grow, I think they're finally all on the same page. I thought they all had a great game. And Kate Hart made big saves when she needed to. Uh, she was called into action three times, but also just did well managing the back line, I thought, throughout the whole game. I guess I should clarify myself. Uh, of course, if you don't have a goalkeeper, you're going to lose a match. So uh, that's not what I meant. She had three huge saves, and the first save – the ball actually got past her. You remember that one, Drew? She had to like actually turn and fall on that ball. And the ball ended up on the goal line side with her back, I guess, toward the, the pitch is kind of the way to describe it. And it looked like maybe that ball went over the over the goal line and would have scored a goal. But she was actually able to hug that ball and save it from getting over. So that was her first big save. Her second big save, uh, Hart made a diving save uh, where she went completely horizontal to get the ball in a 1v1 situation that – that was pretty scary. And in the third uh, scary situation, Hart found herself in another 1v1 situation, but gobbled up a point-blank shot. And uh, I say that without Kate Hart, we would have lost that match. But it's more than her just being the goalkeeper in the goal. She made some excellent saves in this match. But you, but you know what? You, you got to make the saves when you're called upon. And especially in 1v1 situations, obviously the most difficult. But just to outwit and outmatch the attacker for LSU – you, you got to give her credit, and I mean, she got national recognition this week, didn't she, Peter? Yeah, I, not only I was impressed, but the SEC was impressed. She earned SEC Def, uh, Defensive Player of the Week honors, which were much deserved. Yeah, I, I thought the team performed well, and I know you mentioned set pieces earlier. I, I thought even from that aspect, while LSU fouled a lot, we, we saw set pieces during the game that, that ultimately led to high – percentage opportunities i know there was one specifically i remember with loxley where that ball i think bounced off of every lsu defender bounced off the crossbar bounced off the keeper and just wouldn't go in and there's multiple times where auburn was threatening and that gives me hope going forward that maybe they didn't fall from these set pieces but auburn was drawing up attacking set pieces that were really going to put them in high scoring positions yeah, in that match, I think Auburn was not just against one goalkeeper. They were against three. They had the uh, LSU goalkeeper, the crossbar, and the post because we hit the crossbar and the post a bunch, I think maybe three or four times, Drew. Yeah, we did. And, I mean, Loxley was definitely the one who was guilty of doing most of, most of that, guilty in a good way on this one. She, she's been playing phenomenal, don't you think, so far? Yeah, uh, she has been amazing, especially this SEC stretch, as we've said before. Uh, this was her second career goal. She actually sent two off the uh, crossbar or the post, and she found the goal in her third uh, in the course of the 78th minute. Um, she, I think she was getting – actually, she said as much. She was getting frustrated, and she was said, I just can't hit the post anymore. I can't hit the, the crossbar anymore. I've got to put one in. And she beat her defender. She did a great job uh, getting past her defender and beating her defender. Uh, and, I, and, Drew, I don't know this as a fact. Uh, well, I do believe that – you know, we haven't seen, and you've mentioned to me today, we haven't seen Trevor Acock in a while. And I believe that I heard it said that she was injured right now. I don't know the nature of her injury. I'm not really sure when it happened. We know we saw her at the beginning of the season. But she's been out for a while, and I really feel like that's led to uh, Corey Loxley seeing some increased uh, playing time. Now, part of that was last season, and, and she's been injured. And so now she's back, so now she's healthy. That's part of it. But I think also, if Trevor Acock was was healthy right now and playing uh Corey Loxley may not see as many minutes as she is seeing right now what do you think 
Yeah, I, I think that's probably accurate. But this is also a girl who's waited in the wings for a while with all these injuries. And so glad to see her perform in that manner. Uh, but I think this has kind of given her just the opportunity and she sees it. I mean, you hate to see ACOC go out injured if that's really what she is. We really haven't heard from the university what's going on with that. We're going to assume she's injured because she was doing well and all of a sudden just disappeared. But I think really Corey Loxley has seen the, the opportunity and grabbed it by the scruff of the neck because her play has been phenomenal over the past five to six games. She's really done well. Her goal that we saw her score in the 77th minute, she lulled that defender to sleep. She slowed her pace down, really messed with her going side to side, and then eventually just hit the next gear, took it to the right side, and put it in the goal. And it was just a a wonderful goal. Uh, I I think she's done wonderful. I think she's going to be someone who makes a big impact the rest of the season. As she keeps getting that confidence, I think that's going to be wonderful for her going forward. We've really not had the opportunity to see Corey Loxley too much just because she's had those two injuries, and she's really been out most of every season she's been at Auburn. This is really the first season she's really been able to come out and just show us what she's made of. And I don't know who who she was in high school or how she played in high school, really, but here in Auburn in this SEC stretch, she has just been awesome. She has been uh, speed and power on that wing. She has scored, obviously, two goals. Uh and I'm just really glad that we're really getting this opportunity to finally see what uh, Corey Loxley is all about. Uh, but she wasn't our only goal scorer. Alyssa Malasson also scored a goal. And I, and I say that, Drew, she manufactured that goal. Uh, she worked her defender into the corner of the box. She went over, over, over. And when she saw that she created enough space, she took one step toward the center of that box. And she, bended, she bent that ball into the goal. And... Uh, she just manufactured. She created that goal where there was no goal. There, she created space where there was no space. Uh, it was just a great goal to, uh, from Alyssa, Alyssa Melanson. This was her first of the season. Uh, I think I saw this was her first career. That doesn't sound right, but I think I've, we've seen her score before, but uh, definitely her first on the season. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's actually her first before just because, I mean, she's left back. She doesn't get forward often. That's not a place where she's hanging. I mean, she gets forward, but she's not getting in goal-scoring position. She's normally the one on the assist end. And so, I, like you said, they did a really good job of changing gears with LSU. And I think that's something that I want to see going forward is they would get that, that player one-on-one rather than just hit the ball as hard as they can or just take a shot from wherever they were or try and pass it off. They were confident in their ability to slow it down, take them one-on-one, and play with them a little bit. And you see two manufactured goals. I, I like that terminology right there because these goals were both manufactured by just good play by Auburn. Yeah, I'll take goals any way I can get them, Drew, uh, manufactured on the corner. But these manufactured goals where we create space, we create something, we make the defense uh, make a mistake, uh, that's the ones I love to see just because it just shows how much talent, how much uh, soccer acumen, IQ these girls have. Uh, I've really enjoyed a lot of these, well, not just this season, Every season, we've just seen some great goals out of these girls, and the, the ones that they manufacture, the ones that they create out of nothing, are the ones that are, are my favorite. Yeah, and like you said, we, we've been going to SEC play for a bit. We've seen this team kind of pick it up, and they've been rewarded so far. We're sitting in a pretty good spot in the SEC standings. Where exactly are we at in there, Peter? I think we're like third or fourth, right? Well, we ended this, the the weekend six, four and two, and uh, three, one and zero in SEC. So uh, we are sitting near the top of the SEC standings. Just to 
kind of give you a picture of what the standings are. Florida and South Carolina are sitting uh, at the top of the standings with 12 points each. Arkansas, Auburn, and Texas A&M are tied at nine points apiece for, I guess you would call that second place. Third, I guess, well, third place, I would guess. And then uh, Alabama and Vanderbilt are below us with six points apiece. And I'm not going to keep going down because that kind of just shows where we're at right in the middle of that group. And uh, right now we're tied for third in the SEC. We're tied for first in the SEC West. And this is a three-way tie between Arkansas, Auburn, and Texas A&M. Of course, we all have nine points apiece. Uh, but uh, we are going to be playing five of these teams that I just talked about. We're going to be playing Florida, South Carolina, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Alabama. Uh, and the important thing, Drew, is we're playing Texas A&M, Arkansas, and South Carolina at home. And we are 4-1-1 at home this season. And we've talked about our record at home before. We are pretty dominant at home. So I would call Texas A&M, Arkansas, and South Carolina three of our harder uh, our harder opponents going forward. And we're just lucky to have those at home. Yeah, we definitely are because the, the goal and what we're looking at here for this Auburn soccer team is we don't want to finish below seventh. Or we don't want to finish seventh or below, uh, which you hope we don't because if – we finished seventh or below. We end up kind of where we were last year, where we had to play a first round game, and we want that time off. It, you know, a lot of game game time on these legs going into the end of the season. It, you're on the road. You're you're just doing a lot, and you don't want to see a ton of game time on their legs and just have to play an extra game on top of that. And so we we really want to see this Auburn team finish strong. Like you like you mentioned, we finish we play a lot of these higher ranked teams or mid ranked teams, but there's, there's some hope for some wins in there as far as how Auburn's performed so far. And the first time that we get that chance to, to keep on this winning streak that we got going a little bit, uh, I say winning streak, we're, we're on a one game win streak, uh, is when we go to start build to face Mississippi state on Thursday, what do you think of that game, Peter? Well, first of all, you know, the big storyline, uh, this Mississippi state game, right? What was the big storyline? I actually haven't heard this one. James Armstrong is their head coach. James Armstrong was uh, Coach Hoppe's former head coach or associate head coach last season. So he's a first-year coach at Mississippi State, and so Coach Hoppe is going to go against her former associate head coach. You know, that's why we pay you to do the big research because I would have never remembered that at all. Uh, for some reason, I keep blanking and thinking that he's up in like Michigan or something like that, but. You know what? That's why we pay you the big dollars, Peter. Uh, Mississippi State is sitting at 1-2-1 in SEC play, 6-5-1 on the year so far. The benefit, like you said, we or it's not a benefit for that game. We'll get them down start build. But I think just being familiar with your opponent is a big thing going into this Mississippi State game because they're coming off a overtime loss to Alabama. So, you know, that stings a little bit. Uh, they've beaten Kentucky so far, took a – tied their rival Ole Miss down there in Starkville, took an 0-3 loss to A&M. They've taken some heavy losses and let in a decent amount of goals. So I think this is a very winnable game, and I think this is a big game because I, I believe we need to get this win on the road, don't you think? Oh Well, I think we need to get everything on the road now. I mean, uh, we're working for top of the standings. You know, I don't want to finish seventh. Uh, and uh, this is one you really got to pick up. Just looking – uh, preseason into SEC play. The Mississippi State game is the one that you've got to pick up. But I think familiar, familiarity goes both ways. Uh, you know, Coach Hoppe is familiar with 
James Armstrong, and James Armstrong's familiar with Coach Hoffa and, and the way she does things. If you remember, Drew, we were really good last season offensively. We scored a lot of goals. We had a lot of goal scorers. So we know he can coach offense. Uh, but I do think this is a winnable match. Uh, I'm looking forward into going into Mississippi State and uh, coming out with a win. Yeah, I think this should be a win. And the reason I say it's a big game is, yeah, you want to get all the wins you can. But I think I think this team needs to do it on the road because ultimately SEC tournament is going to be on the road. If we get to the NCAA tournament, which is our hope, we may get our first round at Auburn. But our second round, if we win that, is most likely going to be on the road somewhere. And we really need to get in the groove of being able to win away from the Auburn soccer complex. So I think this game against Mississippi State is very winnable. And I think this is a game that Auburn really needs to circle and make sure that they're prepared for and ready to go at it Thursday night. That, Like I mentioned, that one's going to be on the SEC Network Plus at 6 p.m. Our other game for the week is going to be at the Auburn soccer complex, which is great because we're facing a very tough Texas A&M team. This team it comes at 9-2-2 and overall. They're ranked 14th this past week. Don't know where they are because they just took a loss to Florida. But this is a very, very talented Texas A&M team. And this one's actually going to be on Broadcast Network. It's going to be on ESPNU. So if you've got that, tune in 4 p.m. If you're at Auburn in the Auburn area, go out to the Auburn Soccer Complex. Games are free, and that crowd noise makes a difference. But I think this is going to be a very difficult game, don't you think, Peter? Preseason, Texas A&M is one I circled as a, one of our toughest, if not the toughest, match. Uh, I think you'll probably talk about their record in a little bit. Maybe they're not the toughest this season, uh, but they are in that group, maybe that group of three of toughest matches. So this is the one I've kind of been dreading this season. This is the one where I probably have more question marks than answers. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's going to be very tough, and I think it's going to be really important for all the Auburn folks to come out and be loud at the Auburn Soccer Complex. Yeah, I, I can't imagine them not making a push to pack the stands for this Texas A&M game and just have that 12th player advantage with crowd noise. I mean, it's not like a professional stadium where it's just going to really knock you over it so loud, but sound makes a difference, and sound can really carry them. So I think this Texas A&M game is going to be big. A big bullet that we're actually dodging is that Texas A&M should be without one of their key players in Jimena Lopez. She's one of their stars. She has six goals, 11 assists on the year, leads them assists, is second in goals. She is on Mexican national team duty. She missed the Florida game, and you could tell because they were down 3-1 and ended up losing that game to Florida, who is a good team, but you expected it to be closer. And so you're hoping for Auburn, maybe you get to dodge a bullet a little bit and get them without their stud player and are able to capitalize on that and use that going forward. I, I think that's a big loss, don't you, Peter? You know, you have those people that say, oh, well, I want to play this team at their strength. I want to prove that we're the best. You know, I, I'm not one of those people. I'm fine if they don't have their best defender. Uh, more power to us. You know, I, I want to, us to take advantage of that, and I want us to put goals in the net, and I want us to come out with a win. Yeah, I I think this is going to be a difficult game. I know you're never one to give Auburn a loss, but I think coming out of a out of this Texas A&M game, even at home with a tie, I would take that nine times out of ten. Uh, I, I think that would be a fine result. And for you who don't follow soccer often, sometimes a tie is good enough. And sometimes you just need to get the job done. I think Texas A&M is a tough team. I hope we win. But if you told me we come out of this game with a tie, I'm going to be satisfied with it. Drew, uh, I'm not going to give Auburn a loss here. 
But I will say that even though I say that Auburn's going to win, I could be wrong. Yeah, I just – I can see it. I can see a way we win. I can see a way we tie. I can see a way we lose. But I'm hopeful to land somewhere in the middle and try and temper my expectations. I'm, I don't want to go in being a defeatist, but I don't want to also just kind of believe Auburn's going to win every game. Like, I, I try and see the writing on the wall, try and see it in black and white. And I think this is a tough – road or a tough schedule we have coming up we got a&m florida and arkansas then we get to go over to tuscaloosa and then we finish with south carolina so we're facing kind of like football is that gauntlet of teams in the sec to end our year so i i think getting a draw here wouldn't be the the worst thing in the world to happen but it is what it is i said earlier this season that you know we beat uh number 18 Tennessee at home in the Auburn soccer complex and of course that was a great match a great win and at that time that was our ceiling I think now if we can beat Texas A&M that's going to be our new ceiling and that's really where we need to reach uh, I think Texas A&M is going to be a harder match even at home but I really like our home field advantage yeah I do too I, I think this one I, I definitely see a route to a win in this one and I I think it's going to be a good game no matter what it's going to be prime time basically with that 4 p.m. start on the SEC, or not SEC Network, but ESPNU. So I think at the very least, this should be a really good game to watch as far as a fan is concerned against Texas A&M. We're sitting at three wins, uh, one loss in the SEC right now, and we talked about the SEC standings, but we have a lot of a, uh, potential to really climb in those rankings, and part of it is just wins like this over Texas A&M. And, of course, we have Florida, South Carolina, Arkansas ahead. Uh, it's a really tough slate. But we have the ability to control our own destiny. Uh, we can either finish at the top of the bracket or at the top of the standings, or we can be seventh or lower. So uh, we're going to really see where our team is at, I think, in this Texas A&M match. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think this stretch is going to be uh, very telling to see what lessons Auburn's learned so far. And you know what? I'm excited to watch it. It's it's been fun doing stoppage time, don't you think, these past couple of years? We've got to see a lot of good soccer by this Auburn team. Yeah, uh, I would use the uh, hashtag blessed because it's been great. Uh, it's really been fun following these teams, watching how they change, seeing new members come in and, and how they fit. You know, we've had graduate transfers. Now we had Kate Hart. We've had Caroline Beto. And just how, you know, they came in and, and how they contributed. Uh, Coach Hopp has done a great job. You know, we've said this before on the network, but she is one of the best coaches at Auburn. And I'm not saying that because I have the soccer, co- you know, the soccer podcast and I want to suck up to Coach Hoppe. Just look at her record. It speaks for itself. I don't have to comment on anything. Look at her record and how well she's done at Auburn and what she's done with these teams. Yeah, I, I think I think Coach Hoppe speaks for herself and how she carries herself, how this team is, how she's been throughout the years. She's definitely someone that we're blessed to watch, just the te- how she develops these teams over these past couple of years. And I'm just excited to see how the rest of the season turns out. But that's all we got for you on Stoppage Time. We're going to let you know where you can harass us on social media. So where can they get you at, Peter? You can find me on Twitter at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-S-G-R-D-A-D-Y. Or you can find me on Facebook. I'm on the E2C Network discussions page. Uh, Hit me up there, and uh, we can discuss soccer, football, whatever. And you can find me on Twitter at Drew underscore Hoop, H-O-P-0-2. It is always a good time to be here covering Auburn soccer with you. Until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle.
Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?